Hi, thank you everyone for joining us and welcome to today's webinar. It's entitled Leadership Behaviors to Guide Effective Change. I'm also excited to be joined by Ritu Ward, who is going to be our host today. So great, why don't why don't we get started? Like I said, I'm I'm very excited about this topic of leadership behaviors to guide effective change. It's something that I've become extremely passionate about over the last few years. I know a number of you out there are passionate about it. And I also think that uh, Ritu is going to be one of the, the best people to kind of walk us through this subject. Ritu is joining us from Mercy Health, where she leads their West region. And kind of full disclosure, Kinexus and Mercy have worked together for a little while now. And I've had the pleasure of meeting Ritu recently. And I, I'm just, I'm really kind of blown away by her passion for this topic. So a little bit about Ritu, she's held multiple leadership positions in large healthcare systems. And she also serves as a mentor for both people starting out their careers and kind of leaders that are well along into their careers across the healthcare spectrum. And she has spoken at both a local and a national level, really focusing on the concept of service as a key driver for improving healthcare. And quite honestly, I just find her to be a really nice person to boot. I think you will too. So Ritu, thank you so much for joining us. And I think we're all looking forward to your presentation. Well, good afternoon, and thank you, Jeff, for such a warm introduction. As he said, my name is Ritu Ward, and I'm going to spend the next 45 minutes talking about leadership behaviors to guide change. I hope before we begin that you have joined us because you found something curious about what behaviors I'm going to be speaking of, and they're really about our behaviors of ourselves. So let me just begin by reviewing the objectives. I'm going to talk you through some leadership elements of change management. Most of these should not be new news to you. Then I'm going to talk to you about designing a system on how I navigated my own leadership behaviors and give you some fun stories of a journey using some of the elements discussed. Before I begin, now that I've shared my objectives, could you take a moment and perhaps set the intention of what you wish to listen for? Trust me, you'll know what it is when you find it. So let us begin. We all have our own internal compass that guides us in our own chosen direction. One of my favorite quotes that you should see in the presentation is, be the change you want to see in the world by Mahatma Gandhi. I by no means have been true to this, but every time I've deviated from my own journey, this is what I come back to. This has been a beacon for me for my journey in this ever-changing world. And since I'm fallible, I've not always been true to this. So let's take this as the beginning point of our conversation today. See, you're already paying attention. 
So far, I have already introduced you to two elements of leadership behaviors. Be the change that you want to see in the world. And the second element is the beginning point of our conversation. This implies that you have to be self-aware of your personal behaviors. These two are the basic elements I will be calling the building blocks throughout my conversation with you today. Everything starts with a baseline. So why don't we take a look at some leadership definitions? It's very easy to pick up a textbook that will tell you that leadership is the action of leading a group of people or an organization, or it's even about the state or position of being a leader. I have a working definition of my own. Leadership is about creating a system for people to contribute in, and also it is a learning environment in which a system engages and maximizes all human behaviors or maximizes all resources. So you see, quite frankly, in the end, leadership is all about attitude. I would suggest that you have to have an attitude. I hope you have a good one. But if not, a bad one is good too. It will all lead you to learning. And that is all what we are after here. Now let us talk about some leadership qualities and start with the basics. Gratitude. An attitude of thankfulness that becomes a way of life for self-accomplishments and another day to do some good. That's pretty simple. Discipline is a willingness to do what is required regardless of personal mood. Ha, tough one for me. But we will focus on this more relative to standard work and sticking with your plan is the discipline we're speaking of. Integrity, it's simply put consistency with words and action. Resiliency is the ability to bounce back and courage. Although I have used a different combination of words in my presentation, I call it bounce forward. Positiveness, ability to work with and see people in situations in a positive way. My emphasis on this presentation is on people systems. So if you cannot in the moment, see a person as a positive contributor to the transaction, then at least give them courtesy of knowing that they are a human being full of feelings and deserve a bit of your kindness. Follow through is a determination to get things done completely, not perfectly. Another hard one for me to know. Think of this as your personal brand. On this slide, I have put in three of these qualities, gratitude, positiveness, and integrity as something that I think comes naturally. The things we're going to talk about will reflect on discipline, resiliency, and follow through. Now, I'm pretty sure as I was defining them, most of you started checking off the ones you have, and there's no doubt in my mind that you have them, but they're present in different proportions in each one of us. 
or at the very least, let's agree if you are that perfect model of all these, that these disciplines and qualities are not practiced consistently, which is the whole point of developing behaviors. So which ones should we focus on to build a learning system for us? To practice, I personally call these basic elements of change management, which leads us one to begin the journey of personal growth. Since the only journey I can speak of is myself, let's start with asking some basic simple questions. Now that you've taken an inventory of your natural talents. Let's talk about what kind of questions you must ask yourself if you too want to have personal growth in any areas. First, do I have a game plan for personal growth? Two, am I the creator of the plan? Very important. Three, am I willing to change to keep growing? Four, is my leadership style an example for others to learn from? The environment in which you practice these will influence, but be courageous, stay the course. Now you may have answered them already or will choose to revisit them sometime in the future. The three that I have found to be my building blocks are as follows. Self-discipline. It's really a choice, isn't it, between two things. It's the pain of discipline, which comes from sacrifice and growth, or the pain of regret, which comes from easy road and missed opportunities. Either way, it'll help you grow. The two areas I want you to keep in mind when you're practicing some of this, as I did, was emotions are really our own individual responsibility. The one constant factor that each one of us, if you want to call it justice, is the time. Each of us have the same allotment of minutes in a day. Use them wisely. Now, I'm not talking about sitting in a corner and saying, well, I think I will do this, that, or the other. I'd like to bring to your attention a model for discipline. And this is by Edgar Shen in Humble Inquiry. He states, to practice behaviors that create a learning environment for yourself and others, I keep in mind this. The kind of inquiry I'm talking about derives from an attitude. Remember, we talked about that earlier. Leadership is an attitude of interest and curiosity. While you may have referred to this as doing a humble inquiry with your coworkers, etc., why not try it yourself and start there? Now, here's the problem with having discipline. While you may remain curious about your own plan and choose discipline to practice, you may fail. And that brings us to a conversation about resiliency. The improvement may be the practice, but 
If you fail, so what? Reflect and learn. Improve or choose not to, which is really the definition of insanity, of doing things differently, but expecting, of, sorry, doing things the same and expecting different results. But how about be the change you want to see and bounce forward? I use this quite a bit. Follow through is the third one that I want to speak to. It's a follow through on your reflections. All of this is a self-reflected journey. Deliver on the promise you made to yourself. Sounds like a PDSA cycle, doesn't it? Practice, do, study, act, bounce forward. Here comes the building blocks again. Be the change you want to see. Stop where you are and do something about it. In the words of Catherine McCulley, the foundress of Sisters of Mercy, just be good today, but commit to be better tomorrow. So now we're starting to gather some at this point. You're sort of listening to philosophy and the background and the basic elements. And you're getting a little anxious to say, now, when do I begin? What are we talking about? Well, no change can occur without a starting inventory of what I call actionable items and then a commitment. These system elements may not look any different to you because we all know them in some form or fashion. Let's talk about engage. How well can you engage others? All leaders are called upon to do that. Let's turn that around. How well can you engage yourself in your own journey? This is not about technology and tools. It is about engaging is about communication. It is about creating an emotional connection to yourself as well as others. Empower. Empowering yourself means letting go of your old style in bits and pieces. You don't have to start anew again. People may not recognize you. And set goals and track them, personal goals. Enable is about power and tools and resources. In this case, your resource is reminding yourself back to your humble inquiry and practicing. Energize. How do you keep that up? Support group of trusted people around you, formal or informal, or sometimes even self-reflecting, giving yourself an attaboy for doing something well, or even learning something. Exemplify. Well, if you practice, then you have to be able to walk the talk, be very proactive, be transparent, be humble. Show them what you're really about. All of it is not possible if you have not learned by doing already. Now, I'm going to transition a little bit into the characteristics 
that are necessary for these system elements. The qualities we're looking for that resonated with me was being results-centered. This may sound very cool and very tooly, but it's really not. Results-centered means generating new images of yourself or your work at hand. It means you are actually thinking through what that new image looks like and then working into it. The second quality I found interesting was internally directed. It's a tough one for me to do because I thought it meant I had to be selfish. Well, if I'm internally directed, then I may be thinking through how I can go through the change myself and be more adaptive to the influences around me and still be true to myself. Now you recall in the beginning, um, it was mentioned that I was very passionate about service and delivery in the healthcare system. So I'm already others focused. I thought it came naturally to me. But there is a difference between others focused in the moment or being of service for the best of all. You've got to be focused on what is going to be better for all, not just in the moment. And externally open, which results in you being unique and having your own leadership platform to work on and continuously improve. Now, nearly all the training programs and books that you read on leadership guide you to some basic principles of study the behaviors of those who have been successful. And that is good as a starting point, but if you don't know what they're about, how can you emulate them and call that a success? And they also say practice, watch what others are doing and practice that. You can take all of that and consider that as generating your own new image. Now, this may sound really hokey to you, so I thought maybe I might give you another model to look at, which is not mine. It is Robert Quinn in a Harvard Business Review article of Moments of Greatness, entering the fundamental state of leadership. His research concludes that when leaders do their best work, they do not copy anyone. Instead, they draw on their best work. They don't copy anyone. Instead, they draw on their own fundamental values and capabilities. And they start to operate in a frame of mind that is true to them, yet paradoxically not their normal state of being. It takes a little while to work this through. However, he refers it to be fundamental state of leadership. For example, on your slide, you'll see first, in the normal state, you're comfort centered. Makes sense. But to move to a fundamental state, you have to be result centered. Second, you stick in your normal state of being, 
with what I know. In the fundamental state, you venture beyond familiar territory and pursue ambitious and value outcomes, new images that you're creating. And then, of course, in your normal state, you're externally directed. This is where the paradox comes in. And you're focused on what's in front of you. In the fundamental state, you're internally directed, shaping and forming your own behaviors that are consistent and practiced always. So remember, we're always working towards understanding ourselves and hardwiring consistent behaviors. Now, so far, you've got a lot of options here to pick from. Neither one of them are perfect. But let's bring it down to one basic question as we draw closer towards the end of our presentation, which is what I consider to be the pivotal question to start with when you're designing your own system, if you choose to do so. And the question is, what results do I want to create? Of all I know, if I want to focus on my leadership behaviors, what is it that I want to be? What are my God-given talents and what can I add to them? Because I'm about to tell you the story, reflections of my personal journey. And you're allowed to laugh at this because it's taken me years to laugh at it myself. Take a look at this picture. And for those of you who can't see it, it is a picture of an elephant with drawn with a wordle. So I have big words on there. Fix, Dale Carnegie, evaluations, coach, quality, promotional quality, feedback, mentor. You can fill in all your words. My journey for the first 10 years was full of people trying to fix me. To some extent, I became a product of what I was told I needed to fix to fit in that moment. I don't blame anyone. That was the environment. But then I had to take some ownership in all of this and say, answer the pivotal question again, what do I want to be? So I started down this journey the usual way. I told you that everybody was trying to fix me. I was getting mediocre evaluations with no consistent plan. And my favorite one was, I told you what to fix. I'll let you know when you are fixed. Okay, but you get the picture. Let's not dwell on that. I needed to understand who I am and how I wanted to lead and let the others choose to follow me, the operative word. Either they could help encourage the journey I was on or they could part their ways, but I had to be confident that this is what I was going to be and I was gonna be fundamentally true to that. 
So now came the hard part. I'm very analytical, right? So I needed a system. But before I go there, I want to share a story with you, which is that comes from a reflection. I'm a lean practitioner, a trained problem solver, and a Six Sigma black belt. Yet when a question was asked of me because I was in the inquiry mind mode, my current team said, you talk about standard work. Shouldn't we have behavioral goals? So all the credit goes to them because they are on a new embarked journey for practicing managing daily improvement and they consistently are working with tools and behaviors. But look at what they put together. They said it's as simple as this. Behavioral objective is a daily gamba. And they defined what a manager critical checkpoints were and what a director's was so they could see and observe each other and give consistent feedback. Amazing, isn't it? They said the manager should be present, should interact with coworkers, ask open-ended questions, ask for ideas and consistent. What I liked about this is they took what they learned and are set upon designing a culture in which behaviors are more important than the learnings or just as important. On the director side, they chose the critical points of how do they show up? How do they present themselves in the department? Their personal pet peeves were, you must have eye contact away from your electronic devices. Be close to where the work is being performed. Sounds very familiar to all you lean practitioners and daily work. Be consistent. Smile. Even paced. I think they put that in me for me because I tend to walk fast when I have something to talk about and not interrupting the process. And they also talked about coaching moments, my favorite. Conversations in an open place, 5Y on a clipboard. So you see they embodied some of the behaviors that they wanted to not only walk the talk, but observe and give real-time feedback. Very proud of them. My point is, even as a leader in your humble inquiry, remain true to open up to questions posed of you for your own change in behavior. You never know where there will be a golden nugget. So the building blocks of leadership system in summary are started with self-discovery, the system methods and tools. You can choose any you want. Make sure you have a measurement in place. And that is a self-determining measurement. How well are you doing to what you set out to do? You don't need a gate chart, but I suggest you have one of some sort Remember, we got to do better tomorrow than what we did today and always re-energize with the learnings you have. And the discipline. Personally, I thought that would come easy to me. But the discipline is about consistency. If you're going to show up with a bad attitude between the hours of 8 to 10, have the discipline to do so. People appreciate being consistent. 
If you're going to have the attitude that I am going to show up with a smile, be consistent. Be innovative with how you show up with a smile. Be engaging. If nothing else works, be still in the moment and focus. Amazing what you will get out of it. My parting thought to you is this. Measurement is success, maximum utilization of the ability you have by Zig Ziglar. In summary, if you don't know where you're at, you won't know where to start. I've given you some options to do self-discovery. I've shared some things that work for me. So develop your own system. Remember, it is not static, it's dynamic. You can always change it, it's your system. Remain curious and have the discipline to do so. I've also provided you some list of works that I've cited in here, and I'm sure there are many more that you can find, but I wanted to give due credit for all the ones that have helped me develop where I am today. I do thank you for your time and listening to me. I'm going to turn it over to Jeff. All right, great. Thanks for two. That was great. I really appreciate that. And I'm looking forward to the Q&A session. So why don't we go through some of the logistics just towards the end here of the webinar. Um, this, unless we schedule a special session in December, this will probably have been the last Kinexus webinar for 2019. We'll be coming out with the schedule for 2020 very soon. Uh, I would invite you to kind of follow our blog so you can keep in touch with that. But also, if you have ideas on webinar topics that you would be interested in, by all means, let us know. You can type it into the chat panel of the GoToMeeting. You can, uh, you can email me directly. I think my email is on the last slide. Or you can you can just kind of reach out to us on our website and let us know topics that you're interested in. We're always kind of looking for ideas that people care about in this webinar series. Also, we've been doing this series now for a few years, and so there are a ton of great webinars out there in our on-demand library. So if you just go to kinexus.com and you go to the Learn section at the top of the webinar, uh, at the top of the page, there's a whole list of webinars on demand and you can simply download them and listen to them and I'll tell you it amazes me how many people how many people do that and and find value in that and then uh, on our next slide I'm going to just talk a little bit about kind of our blog blog.kinexus.com uh, we've actually got two one is kind of a customer blog which is, is focused more on Kinexus customers and is it's kind of specific to our platform and its capabilities, but our improvement blog is very much geared towards the entire improvement community. Uh, our mission is to spread continuous improvement, and we like to try to write. We like to try to have people write with us, and we like to try to share ideas that are going to help people to spread improvement within their organization. So if you're not signed up for it, you get a, a nice little email every day with the blog post and it's a great way to kind of keep in touch with the newest happenings in the improvement community. 
And then lastly, uh, one of the ways that I've actually started to consume our content is through the Kinexus podcast. And so I, I walk my dogs in the morning, and this just happens to be the best way for me to try to consume educational content. But you can certainly subscribe to our podcast wherever you kind of listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. And if there's something new out there, let us know. We'd be happy to get it on there, too. But again, this has become one of the more popular ways that we share information. And if you have ideas on things that you would like to hear, by all means, please let us know. And so now we're going to kind of go into the Q&A side of things. Uh, first, I want to just start by thanking Ritu. It's not easy to pull together these types of webinars. And so I really appreciate her doing that. And I, I thought it was great. There are a number of questions that I'm going to kind of walk through. I'm going to pick and choose from the ones that were submitted. And then she and I can just kind of answer them until we run out. Uh, the first one, someone asked, is there a difference between being others focused in the moment and doing what's best for all? And th the question was, do you, do you maybe have an example of that? So uh, first, others focused means you are simply looking at one transaction and making a decision on it. And when I talk about being good for all, is as a leader, you're already changing your behaviors and what feels good right now may be the norm, but you really need to look at how your behavior can improve the learning environment for others. So an example would be my analytical side, I'm standing and doing a MDI and I'm asked a question the question may be relative to something that I could answer and make that person in front of me stays happier. But if I step back and say, wait, I need to take a scan of what's in front of me and what would be the best way to do it. And my go-to is to be transparent and humble. Basically say, I don't know the answer. Why don't we explore together? Or if somebody gave me some feedback on how, what my face was saying versus my body language versus my words, that would make me focus outwards and say, maybe I need to step back and take a different approach doing my reflections. That's great. So to our next question is, I'm going to com combine it with another one that came in. But the first part of it is, do you have any advice on how leaders can get good feedback on their ability to lead? That's a very good question. It takes, um, there are lots of tools and everything you're already familiar with. But for me, it's about self-reflection. You could have, you take input from everyone, but then you see how well it measures to the type of leader you want to be. That's why this stuff is so hard. It's the self-discipline. It's changing your own behavior and becoming the change you want to see. So over time, I have trusted a few people 
But then I found out that it was not, it was going very much against my own values and core beliefs. So I don't know how to answer that question other than to say, consider yourself as your worst um, person that can give you feedback. Yep. And I, I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, I, I, I was thinking about this question as you were answering it. And I think that it's important to have counsel of someone that you can talk these ideas over with. I'm amazed by how many times, you know, I'll ask somebody to just review a situation with me and they'll think about it in a totally different way. And then I have at least some additional data points with which to make a decision. So I don't always go with their advice. I don't always use my own gut instinct, but by having the information, I think it, it helps. I tell you this, kind of leads into the next question because I, I think that continual learning is a big part of getting that feedback. But do you have any any advice on either books or podcasts or articles that you found very helpful? And I have some thoughts on this too. Um, some of the ones I've already cited, uh, I am not much into podcasts, so I couldn't give you a reference on that. But I try to keep an eye out. I pretty much read a book or two every month. That, But it also depends on where I am in my journey. So the usual ones always come to mind. Um, Maxwell podcasts are very good. As a matter of fact, I like, now that I said I don't like podcasts, I'm contradicting myself, but that one actually talks about takes a word and sometimes I just need that little inspiration so one thing I didn't pull out which I will now for my presentation was setting the intention if you begin your day with an intention of practicing one thing then you're more liable to do that and count that as what kind of results did you get back from it um, I tend to read Harvard Business Review tips every day, and I find something in there of service, and I translate that back. So those, I, it's consistent and it's continuous. Yeah, I, I, I read those. I like those too. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll recommend a few books that I have found very helpful for me. When I first became a leader, I read a book. Um, I think the author's name is Linda Hill, and it, the book was entitled something like Becoming a Manager, and it talked about the emotional transition of becoming a manager for the first time, and then uh, that led me on a journey to really start to read about emotional intelligence, and there's another one called Emotional Intelligence at Work, and I thought a lot of what you talked about today aligned really closely with knowing yourself and kind of being able to read the people that you're working with. Um, I've also really liked Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. And I've liked a couple of books by an organization called the Harbinger Institute. One, one is called The Ideal Team Player. And the other one was called Leadership and Self-Deception, I think it was. But yeah, I would, for, for people like me who are kind of learning is one of my core strengths. It's one of those things, if I stop reading, I feel kind of antsy. Um, you know, if you're a reader and if you, you enjoy that, I'd say there's any number of books or 
podcast that you can use to help kind of just keep thinking about this because the more you think about it, the better you get at it. Um, so a couple more, Ritu, there was a question about what do you do if you're in a situation where where either the people above you or the people below you just haven't bought into the fact that change is needed, you know, where, where you it's really hard to get people to not be so afraid of change. Do you have any thoughts on that? Actually, I do, because that's a common question that is asked whenever we take on any kind of moving from current state to future. Here's the way I look at it. If you really study the principles of lean, it teaches you that you must meet people where they're at. So very often, every day, you are not wanting to change their behaviors, but how about if you think about questions to ask to change their thought process? That's the place to start. It's the thought process that you want to create the cultural change with. If you tell someone, don't do this, or if you tell someone this is financially the right thing to do, you might get the 80-20 rule, right? 20% are on board, 80 are not. Why, why, why bother with that? Why not start with the why behind it? Why not start influencing their thought process? Why not get them to move on their journey of discovery on their own? Many people that know me will say one thing is true. She never answers. She's always full of questions. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer. I'm trying to find them out myself. Yeah, and I think people really relate to someone who can can pull off that technique of kind of making their answer be more questioned because it helps people to be introspective and it guides them to getting the solution themselves versus becoming reliant on others. So that's a really great point. Yeah. Um, one more. So, well, someone made a comment and I agree. Um, they said strength finders has been really helpful for them. Strength finders has always been extremely helpful for me too. I don't know if anyone's kind of used it out there, but just a quick little test and it tells you your personality strengths and it helps to put you in positions where uh, the way I look at it is I maximize my energy if I'm doing those things that align with my strengths. And it just guided me a lot on different kind of roles and I use it with my team. I've actually had them take it and we kind of talk through the differences in our personality strengths as a team and it's been really helpful for us. Um, the last question over to it's actually my favorite one that that someone submitted and I'd love to kind of hear your story on it. But the question is, why did you want to become a leader? <laughs> oh, that's a good story. I didn't actually. Um, I was working, I'm a medical technologist, so I was working in the lab and I distinctly remember a decision coming down that I didn't like, that interfered with my work process. It was about change, it was about a new instrument. I don't remember the details. All I remember a thing very clearly was, I don't like this. <laughs> How could somebody make a decision and not even ask me, me, that does the work every day? So I called them a Yahoo. I said, what Yahoo made this decision? 
then I wanted to, I wanted, all I wanted was my voice to be heard. And I had to figure out a way to, to make it be heard. And that was, for me, was a seat at the table. Once I got the seat at the table, I became one of those yahoos that became so distant. <laughs> because the information I was getting to make the decision was um, not close to the work. And that was my turning point for finding the practice of being a lean practitioner, answering the why. All of it just felt into a natural talent. And that's when I started to focus that I had become one of those yahoos and I really needed to do something about it. And what I did about it is learn the fact that I really wanted to service. I wanted to make life better for everybody around me. And I definitely wanted a better model of delivering healthcare. And it all started with me. And I have been lucky enough to be surrounded by teammates, really, uh, that challenged me to be better than where I came from. So I don't forget where I come from. And it's about as simple a story as I can share when I reflect back to why did I become one? And now I don't think of it that way. I just think about it as myself, as work in progress. That's great. That's great. Great story. What a great way to finish this webinar, too. So with that, uh, I want to say thank you to Ritu. I want to say thank you to the audience out there. If you guys think of additional questions, uh, feel free to email us. You can see both of our email addresses on the screen here. And with that, uh, we'll bid you guys adieu and say until next time,